how many seconds do you think there are in a year? 60 seconds in a minute, 3600 seconds in an hour. And if you continue this calculation, you will reach a big fine number of 31,536,000 seconds. Now that's a lot of seconds. And if you're wondering why I just made you do all this math, here's why. A behemoth is being born in the southern part of our country, in a village in Tamil Nadu, right on the outskirts of Bangalore. Ola, the poster boy of the Indian entrepreneurship ecosystem, is building the world's largest scooter manufacturing factory. In the phase one of its project, Ola Electric, the EV subsidiary of Ola, is planning to reach a production capacity of nearly 2 million scooters a year. That's roughly 15 scooters per second. That's a lot of scooters. But that's not all. When the future factory, as Ola calls it, reaches its full capacity in the near future, Ola Electric will be producing 10 million scooters in a year. Now, assuming that the factory works 365 days in a year and 24 hours a day, this number comes to a whopping three scooters per second. So it's a big project, big uh, ambitions, and everybody's working day and night to make it happen. All of this sounds too good to be true. But with the mercurial Bhavish Agarwal at the helm, anything seems possible. Or is it? Hello and welcome to Unofficial Sources, a business podcast by The Ken. This week, we take you behind the scenes of Ola Electric's first scooter launch, the turmoil within the company, and the man responsible for all the good, bad, and ugly that goes on at Ola Electric. Ride-hailing app Ola's Chief Financial Officer Swayam Saurabh and Chief Operating Officer Gaurav Porwal are leaving the company. Ola's Chief Operating Officer Arun Shrinivas has resigned. Ola Electric seems to have had a revolving door situation almost right from the time that it was launched. Almost like things that were happening at Ola. Now to understand why this is happening and what's really going on, we brought in Praveen Gopal Krishnan. He writes our popular weekly newsletter, The Nut Graph, and he wrote about Bhavesh and Ola Electric a couple of months ago. Welcome PGK, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks Alina, it's really nice to be here. Right, let me get straight into it. Ola has had a history of attrition. Ola Electric seems to be a repeat of that history. What is going on according to you in Ola's culture? So, Alina, I'm going to read out a few names. And these are the names of executives at Ola Electric. I'm going to start with Ankit Jain, who's the co-founder of Ola Electric, who was previously with Ola Pay. There's Anand Shah, also co-founder of Ola Electric, mm-hmm. previously with BMW. There was Vinten Divakar, who's the head of battery engineering, which I imagine is important for Ola Electric, <laughs> right. who was previously with Mahindra Electric Mobility. Uh, Roger Looney, head of vehicle engineering. Sagar Bhatt, director of operations. Harry Blandy, associate director of sourcing. Sanjay Bhan, who was their chief business officer. And I'm sure you know where this is going, but do you know what's common to all of them? Let me make no guesses. Let me let you say that. (laughs) All right. All of these are executives at Ola Electric, some of whom co-founded it, who are no longer with Ola Electric right now. 
That's right. And it is a long list of people. And, you know, just going back to the nut graph that you wrote, there's actually a very telling visual in it where it says that Ola was founded by Bhavish Agarwal and he had this sort of coterie of 12 advisors or 12 people who were very close to him. And a few years later, there's only one remaining person in that inner circle. So what does this tell us about Ola's culture and something that might have seeped into Ola Electric as well? So, Alina, I'm going to tell a story of Ola's culture. And this is from a story that was published uh, quite some time back. Sometime back in, like, mm-hmm. I think, maybe 2017 or so. And this was before Ola Electric. And at that time, uh, this publication is called Factor Daily, which uh, isn't around exactly right now. But they had a story, a really long, definitive read about mm-hmm. Ola's culture and what was going on inside Ola. And there is a section in there which I use in my newsletter, which I really like. Um, and this is the reporter writing this. And he says, and I quote, An Ola engineer, on condition of anonymity, showed me instances of goodbye emails from colleagues when I asked him if attrition was a big issue. Instead of talking about attrition rates, let me show you the search results for goodbye, in quotes, he said, pointing at his mobile screen. And he opens his phone and he puts goodbye and he shows the reporter a few dozen such emails. So, essentially what the story says back then is that this was something that was always going on inside Ola. People leaving Ola is not new. It has been going on for a very, very long time. And clearly that has extended into all electric as well. And I don't I don't mean to reduce the enormity of what's happening uh, in this company or what happened previously, but there seems to be one common factor here. Yes, the one common factor that many people point out between Ola and Ola Electric, apart from the name, is their CEO, Bhavesh Agarwal. So to understand how Ola and Ola Electric's culture is sort of intrinsically connected with the founder, I think it's important to understand this founder. Who is Bhavesh PGK? So the story of Bhavesh is in many ways very familiar, but also quite different. So Bhavesh Agarwal started Ola at a time when cabs and booking cabs through apps was not particularly common. In fact, when Ola started off, they didn't even have an app. Right. The way you would book cabs is on the website. And this was born in 2010 with this company called Ola Trips. So at that time, Bhavesh had just graduated from IIT Bombay and he, along with his co-founder, Ankit Bhati, they wanted to create a better cab experience for Indians. So at that time, it was seen as an Uber competitor because Uber had just sort of like establish itself and remember that 2010-2011 was also the time where entrepreneurs in India were looking at things that were working in the West and saying, you know what, there probably is a market for this in India if only we could like just take exactly what happens over there and just replicate it. If you remember, this is also around the time that Flipkart came into India. They looked at Amazon and said, you know what, we can do exactly the same thing over here. And Ola did something very similar. Um, It started off, as I said, as an Uber competitor, but then it became many things. It became a food delivery service. It also briefly got into lending. And then it's also now an electric vehicle company in Ola Electric. But apart from all of this, the one common thing across Ola has been its founder and its CEO, Bhavesh Agarwal. And just as how Ola has changed dramatically over the years and morphed itself into multiple things, 
so has Bhavesh. Uh, Bhavesh started off as a engineering graduate and now he's basically in the early pictures and early things that you see of Bhavesh Agarwal, you'll see him like he's in a suit. Um, he's like attired that way. He comes in front of interviews. He's halting when he speaks. But right now, he's much more casual. He's a little grizzled. He has that half smile on his face all the time. He's also got better at tweeting. Right. Even though he never really used Twitter much in his early years. So yeah, the company has grown up and the founder has grown up. Right, right, right. And his, his Twitter account just suddenly, I think, sprung to life. Uh, I think just in time for Ola Electric to make all its launch announcements. And I doubt if Bhavesh Agarwal is controlling that Twitter account himself. But putting all those conjectures aside, uh, I think Bhavesh, like you said, has been a constant factor in all of these different variations that Ola has tried out. But that can't take away from the fact that Ola has always been a rocky ship. So I'm coming back to the question of attrition and the question of are people leaving this rocky ship before it sinks? So before I get to the attrition part, I'm also going to tell another story of Bhavesh Agarwal, which also came from the Factor Daily story that I mentioned earlier. Okay. And this was early Bhavesh Agarwal, right? Remember the time when he had just like come out of engineering college and he was just setting up Ola in Bangalore. And at that time, he finds himself in a meeting with some investors. And Somewhere in the, in that meeting, what happens is the investor or the potential investor, let's say, asks Bhavesh, what is Ola's org structure and what does that look like? And the story as it goes was that Bhavesh Agarwal did not know what an org structure meant. He's young. He's just come out of engineering college. This is the first thing that he's done. I mm. think he worked very briefly with Microsoft, but this is his first big serious thing. And it was a small business with no real formal structures no processes. But the story is that the investor asks this question and then gets distracted with a phone call. And in that few minutes, uh, he actually like pulls out his mobile phone, uh, Googles what an org structure is, <laughs> and then he answers the question later when the call is done. So this is a story that uh, Factor Daily published, and I don't know if it's true. But the reason I'm bringing up that story is because this is the kind of person whom Bhavesh Agarwal is. It does not matter what Bhavesh Agarwal knows or does not know. He has always established himself as a person who has been someone who thinks on his feet, someone who moves where the ball goes. And if that just makes a few people uncomfortable and if they don't want to continue down that path, that's okay. So what I'm basically saying is that all of this stuff about people leaving, co-founders quitting, this has been a fairly regular thing with Ola over several years, and it has obviously extended itself into Ola Electric. And the question that we need to ask is, is this something that's really hurting Ola? Or is this something that Ola stands by? And the reason why it has succeeded and the reason why it has managed to get to where it is, is because it does these things. Right. And a very illustrative example, I think, which was pointed out by you in, in your nut graph was also how Bhavish as an entrepreneur and as a founder dealt with two big marquee funders who at one point were at the verge of leaving Ola's cap table, but made a miraculous re-entry into his life. I think, please, please tell us about that. Right. So the story was obviously uh, Ola started off as a ride-hailing company. And for a while, Ola was in that place where, okay, they were just starting off, they were doing a few things, but 
remember that this was around the time in maybe around the 2011 to 2013 2015 time where softbank becomes something that nobody had ever seen not just in india but anywhere in the world because until then the people who were funding companies used to write checks for a few million dollars and say okay you probably have like something going take it go and let's make this happen and then you raise a few million a few million a few million now softbank essentially said no we're not going to do it that way we are going to go to industries all over the world we're going to pick one company that we like and we are going to back them to the hilt to the point where we expect them to destroy and decimate all competitors mm-hmm. so there are stories of founders telling us how they are afraid to turn down money from softbank at the time because they were just afraid that softbank would go and give like 200 or 250 million dollars or 300 million dollars to its closest competitor and then they would get wiped out so this was exactly what happened with ola so softbank came in and they spoke to ola and ola said sure and they got a lot of money from softbank which at that time was the mightiest venture capital firm in the world mm-hmm. and this is how ola got to a unicorn status and then it looked like nothing would ever happen now what happened was softbank for some reason decided that um you know we probably need to take a little more control into ola partially this was because softbank also was an investor in uber and uber and ola were locked in competition in india and so softbank thought okay you know what maybe we can take a little more control in ola and perhaps the thinking was that we can probably try to force a merger or an acquisition mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that so what they did was they offered bavish agarwal a billion dollars and said okay look we want to invest into ola and we want to give you a billion dollars and this was in 2018 and bavish agarwal did something that actually no ceo in the world had done to softbank he said no and softbank was quite surprised and the story goes that they decided to basically say okay we really want to take control of this company so they've decided to go and buy shares from another investor in ola which was tiger global and uh, as newspapers reported at that time this resulted in a form of a boardroom battle because what ended up happening was you have investors who are trying to take some kind of control of the company and so what bavish agarwal did was he blocked that sale where tiger global could not sell its stake to right. softbank and what he did was he changed the articles of association and he included a clause that basically said that you cannot buy any more shares if you're softbank you need approval from the company's founders and the board and so after the board after the deal was blocked um the tiger global partner lee fixel resigned from ola's board and it looked like okay things have really really gone mm-hmm. south and it looked like for a while that bavish had like bitten off a little bit more than he could chew and this is you don't really want to make enemies of softbank and tiger right. global it's not a right. good idea in general however uh one year later this big boardroom battle between uh tiger global and softbank bavish agarwal started ola electric and he raised 250 million dollars for it uh I don't even think it had a product back then. It was just this concept that said we believe in electric vehicles in India and this is a company that's going to help us do the, get there and he had that story and the 250 million dollars that he raised came from SoftBank and Tiger Global. So yeah, Bavish Agarwal is no ordinary CEO. हेलो फ्रेंड्स वेलकम बैक टू द चैनल और दोस्तों एक बहुत ही बड़ी बैड न्यूज आ रही है दोस्तों ओला की तरफ से जो नई अपडेट आई है दोस्तों वो इसके डिलीवरी डेट से रिलेटेड है जी हाँ और यहाँ पे दोस्तों डिलीवरी को एक बार फिर से डिले कर दिया गया है इट्स नॉट इट्स नॉट लाइक दैट आई मीन आई हैव इश्यूज विद वेटिंग 
but it's that yeah, you guys are not you time. you guys are not clearing you are not clarifying that what is the exact date that you are going to deliver what is the exact problem that is happening two weeks ago pranav balakrishnan my colleague here at the ken wrote an in-depth piece about his experience of gate crashing an exclusive journalist only test ride of the ola s1 scooter he did kind of show up unannounced but he wasn't allowed to ride the scooter even after making multiple requests so pranav did what all good journalists do he dug his heels in and started asking questions while speaking to current and ex employees of the company pranav uncovered that the scooter has glitches all the way from the production line to the software an employee even went to the extent of saying that there are a number of glitches and they are quote unquote alarming all of this is causing the delivery dates of the scooter to be delayed even further as it stands the latest official communication from ola electric is that the deliveries will begin from december 15th 2021 this is after promising to begin deliveries as early as october late deliveries might still be tolerable but a faulty first product that's going to be disastrous for the new company ola electric obviously has its fair share of production issues going on right now but in the world of electric vehicles it's really not the first company to face all of these challenges i mean in fact this this actually makes me think of another big name in the ev space that went through its fair share of challenges when it was trying to create a mass market model and it makes me think of another entrepreneur who might have faced the same challenges that bhavish is right now so pgk i i want to bring you here in again right and and maybe talk about what are some of the similarities or differences between a persona like elon musk and our very own homegrown bhavish agarwal so alina let me just say right off the bat i don't think there is anyone like elon musk right now <laughs> in the world okay <laughs> there was no one before like him and i don't think we'll find anyone like him later no one is shorting their own stock <laughs> that's true or putting tweets about wanting to take companies private and getting involved with the sec but that being said um see alina here is how i see it i see that there is one similarity between bhavesh agarwal of ola and ola electric and elon musk of tesla and which is that and i ask this question to a lot of people when i when they talk about tesla everybody thinks about elon musk in fact one could argue that a lot of the valuation a lot of the optimism around tesla and all of its brand has come completely because of elon musk elon musk is the face of tesla and if you ask someone can you name another person at tesla who is in their leadership team people will struggle to name that person and that's not true about other companies that's not true about something like say facebook where you can think of a mark zuckerberg a sheryl sandberg a uh, mosseri who leads instagram hmm. it's not true about google it's not true about many companies hmm. but it is true about tesla and tesla just like ola has also had a bunch of senior exits all through its time right from the time it has started it is fundamentally a company that has been built on the persona of its founder and ceo in some ways ola is very similar that way if you ask people to name another person at ola who you see in the public sphere who's part of the public discourse you can't think of anyone readily other than bhavesh agarwal and in that respect the fact that there are two electric companies spanning two different hemispheres helmed by two ceos and founders 
who are the face of their respective companies. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's quite interesting. There is a great parallel there. But there are also differences. So Elon Musk, whatever you say, is also someone who is who manages his own media. A lot of the ways how Elon Musk markets himself and talks about himself and sets the narrative for himself, for Tesla, readily, on the go, is done by himself. That is not a person who is managed by a carefully crafted PR team or a corporate communication team. If anything, they're probably playing catch up with him. Um, I don't get that same sense with Ola. The sense that I get is that Bhavish Agarwal is a... And this is not... a this is fairly well known. He's a fairly reticent person. He does not go out and give a lot of interviews. He does not come out and tweet uh, from his phone. I think if you go through his Twitter timeline, you will see that all of those posts are probably managed by a PR team. The narrative is being set by someone else about the company and about what it does. I'm sure he's a part of it and I'm sure he has some say there. Hmm. But I don't think he's as out there as Elon Musk. So I guess that's a big difference as well. But the last thing that I will say about the similarity between Olan Electric and Tesla is I will take you back to a really important time and that is November 2017. So November 2017 is a hugely important time in the history of Tesla. When the story of Tesla is written, that point, there'll be a, an entire chapter, probably multiple chapters written about that time period of Q3, Q4, 2017. Because until then, Tesla followed the strategy of when they started to launch electric vehicles, they went on the high end and they came down to the low end, which meant that they said, we will make really premium electric cars that nobody can afford and very few people can buy them and it's a status symbol. And then we make money from it and then we go lower down and make a slightly less expensive car and go down and make a slightly less expensive car and we make one mass market car. That mass market car was called the Model 3. Mm. Now the Model 3 was something that they wanted to release by early, uh, late 2017. And they had taken a lot of orders for it. And it was supposed to be, I think, if I remember correctly, it was around $35,000, which was about half the cost of its next higher model. So it's like a big jump below. And it had planned to build close to like 1,500 vehicles in like the Q3 of 2017. They ended up creating just 250 of them. And at that point in time, it was struck with manufacturing challenges. It's one thing to try to make a really high-end car. When you're trying to make a mass car, it's not that easy because the production, the assembly line, the supply chain, it's very, very complicated. And you have like a million moving parts, literally. And at that point in time, it really looked like Tesla was going to go under. It looked like at that point, all the voices that said that Tesla is not going to make it this company is probably going to get sold or going to get shut down was at its loudest. And Elon Musk later tells stories of how he slept in office for like weeks and it was the most stressful time in his life. And since then, Tesla turned a corner. They came out with the Model 3. It was a little delayed, but they did. And today the Model 3 is the world's best-selling electric car. And in November 2017, if you go back and look at the stock price of Tesla, it was somewhere around $60, $63. Today's Tesla stock trades at close to $1,200. And the entire turnaround started from there. Of course, it's too early to say whether Ola will have a similar situation. Will they end up in a very similar place? But I'm sure a lot of people inside Ola will be looking at Tesla and taking heart. 
yeah, there's definitely a lesson in history there. This brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ordered an Ola S1 scooter, we really hope you get it soon. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It'll help more and more people find us. We'll be back next time, next fortnight, with another episode of Unofficial Sources by The Ken. Thank you.